Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 202 of the podcast. It's June 13th, 2014. My guest today is Patrick Graup. He's the co-author of a really outstanding book, uh, highly recommended. It's called Getting to Standard Work in Healthcare using TWI to create a foundation for quality care. And he co-authored this book with Martha Purrier, a nurse from uh, the, the highly acclaimed Virginia Mason Medical Center. If you're brand new to um, TWI or what we call the training within industry model, you might want to go back and first listen um, to episode 196 that I did recently with Jim Hunsinger, um, an introduction to uh, the TWI methodology. So you can find that at leanblog.org slash 196. Or if you go to leanblog.org slash 202, you can find um, links to Patrick's books and previous episodes that I've done on this topic of, of TWI. Um, beyond being an author, Patrick is uh, a senior master trainer with the TWI Institute. He's also published books including the TWI Workbook and Implementing TWI. Um, the, the first of those was a Shingo Research and Professional Publication Prize recipient um, for the year 2007. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, especially if this is a new concept for you in healthcare, how to help create uh, a workplace that uh, provides better quality, better patient care, better safety for patients and staff, really you know, improving patient care, not by dictating how the work is done, but by engaging everybody in the process of defining and improving standardized work and, and for leaders and supervisors to manage in a new way. Um, so again, thanks for listening. You can find all the past episodes at leanpodcast.org or uh, the, actually there's a new URL that's a little shorter, leancast.org. Well, Patrick, hi. Thanks for being a guest here on the podcast today. Great, Mark. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Sure. Um, I'm glad you're here. We have a, a lot of exciting things to talk about. I was wondering if you can, if you can start off first. You know, we've covered TWI with, with other guests on, on other podcasts. I'm, I'm curious to hear kind of your own personal story of how you got introduced uh, to Lean and, and TWI and, and maybe in which order how that fits together for you. Sure. Well, you know, back way back and now you'll be able to figure out how old I am. Back in 1980, when I graduated from college, I went straight to Japan. And those were the great uh, good days to be in Japan. You know, things were booming and uh, I got tied up with the Sanyo Corporation in their um, corporate training facilities there in Kobe. Um, but we started doing TWI right away because uh, um, we were training um, the Japanese staff to go overseas. Uh, you know, a lot of the new plants were being opened uh, around the world. And so that's where I learned TWI. And then kind of in conjunction, of course, in those days, we didn't call it lean. Uh, we called it quality control. That was kind of the name for it. Um, or in Sanyo, we called it zero defects. But all the lean tools we were, so and along with TWI, um, you know, we were training and practicing, you know, the Deming tools along with uh, the continuous improvement uh, concepts. And and so we did a lot of training around that as we prepared um, um, Japanese staff to go overseas. And then as time went on, um, we started bringing um, uh, people from our overseas facilities. As those facilities got up and on their feet and they wanted to do training locally, we brought them to Japan to do train the trainer programs. And that's where I got very heavily involved 
um, with TWI uh, and the Train the Trainer programs. Um, so that was uh, really my initial introduction uh, um, to the to the programs, and I did that for about eight years, and then I got involved uh, with. Um, uh, some other things in Sanyo. I worked at a CD factory for several years in the States and, and then did some, went back to Japan, did some work um, uh, visiting uh, overseas plants and in charge of their overseas uh, training program, finally winding up here in San Diego where I am now. Um, that's kind of interesting uh, because uh, Sanyo had a lot of their factories down on the Tijuana side. So that's why we had our head, corporate headquarters, North American corporate headquarters here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, it's a bad joke here. You you say you say CD factories. You mean compact disc, not That's CD, right. as in dirty. Or I've I've no, been I've been in CD or factories. Not, uh, financial instruments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's right. Compact. So yeah, we're dating. That was back in the early '90s when those when that technology was new. Yeah, I used to be talking about a record dating your dated yourself, but now I think you and I talking about compact discs um, also serves that purpose. Uh, well, now you know I have some old uh, examples that I use. Uh, um, you know, when I do my TWI training and. Of course, I get young people now and they look at me and it's real funny, like, what's a CD? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time is moving on. Yeah. Now, speaking of acronyms and, you know, sometimes people say, uh, what is TWI? I mean, when I, when I started Micro General Motors uh, in the mid 90s, we were I, I didn't realize till later down the road, I was actually learning and being taught um, what I later recognized to be TWI methods for mm-hmm. uh, job breakdown and and all that process. And, and now, you know, kind of understand better, this is a, a really core fundamental part of lean. Um, how often do you run into people that are, are still kind of, you know, unaware of TWI, how it fits into lean? And, and how do you explain how the two fit together? Right. Well, you know, one thing that, uh, uh, just before I answer your question, one thing interesting that you mentioned there, when you saw some remnants of TWI there at GM. And that's one of the things I run into quite a bit. You know, TWI was such a powerful program in its day, you know, developed during World War II that, you know, bits and pieces of it you see, you know, remaining. Um, what we've lost, though, here in this country, you know, is the overall um you know, dynamic of the programs and, you know, the full scope of the programs, especially, you know, how they're presented and taught, you know, that was a big part of what TWI is and and its effectiveness. And uh, so today, though, um, it's becoming more and more well known, you know, just five, six, seven years ago, you know, when we started reintroducing um, TWI back into the American context, you know, most people didn't know about it, you know, up until the you know, late 90s, you know, early 2000s that had really been forgotten. But, you know, the real change, Mark, that I found was, um, you know, when all of these uh, Toyota books started coming out, Toyota Way mentioned TWI. But in particular, you know, the follow up to that was Toyota Talent, um, which described uh, training. And of course, Toyota Talent uh, is, is really a textbook on the TWI job instruction method. And, you know, um, Liker and Meyer, you know, the authors, they, they, they point that out. They explain where Toyota got the program from, you know, in the early 50s when it was introduced into Japan. So, you know, with, of course, you know, the um, popularity of those books and, you know, Toyota just being the benchmark of good lean practice, more and more people, you know, are becoming familiar with TWI. And then in particular, you know, how those two things fit together, you know, I think the real um renaissance of twi is when um 
as lean practitioners really started understanding standard work, you know, as they started reading these Toyota texts and really, I think what we saw um, just five in the last five years and so is people really starting to understand that they that they didn't understand what standard work meant. You know, it wasn't just, um, you know, writing procedures down on big books that you put out on the floor. It was about the practices and behaviors, you know, of operators, you know, on the shop floor or, you know, in the hospital. And so as they began to really understand what standard work was really all about, then they realized that they did not have standard work. And that's what we see in almost every, um, you know, delivery or um, implementation of TWI that we have. People are bringing us into their organizations because they're struggling uh, with getting to standard work. And they realize that, no, they do not have standard work. There's variation in the processes. And and how would you do that? And so when they look into what Toyota does, um, what they find is um, TWI. And so how Lean and TWI fit together, you know, Remember, TWI went to Japan in the very early 50s, just as these lean, you know, along with the Deming uh, material. And so, you know, that was in the very early stages of the lean development. So um, TWI are really those foundational, fundamental pieces. Um, The way I like to explain it is kind of like, you know, when you're doing lean, it's like you're trying to do it's like you're trying to do calculus, you know, but you, you know, you never really learned your multiplication tables, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's kind of like, you know, just because you're doing calculus doesn't mean, you know, the addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, that didn't go away. That's still embedded in those higher level things. But, you know, I think what happened was as Lean came back, as these um, uh, practices came back to us, you know, with Toyota and, and the Japanese and so on, you know, we jumped in and we, we wanted to do calculus, but we didn't really learn those fundamental mathematics. And so, you know, doing TWI is kind of like just going back uh, and relearning those those fundamental skills so that, you know, the, the things that we really want to do, you know, the lean tools and the lean practices, then we can do that, um, do that better. Yeah, and it's um, following up on your mention of Toyota Talent. Um, I actually had a chance to interview David Meyer about that book back, uh-huh. um, boy, six plus years ago in episode number 31. So if people want to listen to that, they can go to leanblog.org slash 31 and, um, and, and and get more of the story there directly from, uh, from one of the co-authors. Um, so I think part of um, the renaissance that you're talking about uh, includes healthcare, um, the use of not just lean, but TWI practices in healthcare. Maybe it's because um, I'm curious, you know, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on this, but, you know, healthcare discovered lean. And about the time when the Toyota Way and, and Toyota Talent and, and these books were being published, um, and so maybe that was some of the introduction. Um, I'm curious to, you know, hear your story about um, people in healthcare discovering TWI and how you've gotten involved. Right. Well, one thing, let me mention, uh, and this was only, we only found this out much, much later, you know, when people like uh, Mark Warren and others, you know, would were digging into the archives, you know, and finding the, you know, the history of TWI. Actually, TWI was used in healthcare during the war. That's right. Uh, you can see a lot of the articles on our TWI Institute website. But um, so it's not that it's anything new. It was it was practiced <laughs> during it was recognized during the war as an important uh, methodology. And so, yeah, and, and I, I've referenced that in uh, my book, Lean Hospitals, in the discussion of standardized work. Uh, there's really fascinating journal articles, like you said, from nursing journals about those yeah. early days. Yeah. Oh, it's really it's great to see uh, when you when you refer back to that and you realize, you know, how 
things have changed, but then they haven't changed as much. You know, we're still people and we're still struggling with the same um, issues. But how I got involved in healthcare really was through Virginia Mason Medical Center. Um, like you said, um, uh, when the Toyota books came out, well, let me back up a little bit. You know, Virginia Mason, if you're not familiar with their story, back in the early 2000s, um, they were introduced to lean. Um, Virginia Mason, uh, the name is kind of funny, but uh, they're actually in Seattle, um, not in Virginia. But um, they were introduced to lean through some people at Boeing, I think. And uh, they became enamored with that. And, and uh, you know, they wanted they went through a transformation there. There's some books out and a lot of articles you can read about how that worked. But in the early 2000s, they set out to become the Toyota of healthcare, And uh, they had uh, really great. Uh, they had some really great results um, with that. And uh, and so then um, as they were getting those good results with their um, Toyota practice, when Toyota Talent and Toyota Way and Toyota Talent came out, um, then they said, well, hey, if Toyota is using TWI, then, you know, well, you know, we're the Toyota of healthcare and uh, we want to do TWI. So, you know, that's how they called us up and they were interested in TWI. And, and so we went in, did some pilot projects, you know, around uh, hand hygiene and things like room rounding and they had some big successes. And um, they really kind of set the pace, you know, for TWI and healthcare. And since then, uh, we've been doing, um, you know, lots of deliveries. I've done a lot of deliveries in the Los Angeles area, um, in Orange County, and uh, um, also at uh, Seattle Children's. And now more recently, I've just been working in the Memphis area with the Baptist group. And so um, towards the end of, uh, you know, as I was working with uh, Virginia, Virginia Mason, towards the end of our pilot uh, areas, they were getting going. The the lead person uh, there, um, Martha uh, Purrier, she's a nurse in oncology, and she was kind of um, recruited, you know, to come over and lead the TWI effort in their Kaizen promotion office and um, very enthusiastic and very excited, you know, became a great TWI trainer. And so together... Uh, the two of us put together a book called Getting to Standard Work in Healthcare, and that describes, uh, you know, the TWI uh, journey that we went through there at um, Virginia Mason. So um, before we talk about some of the examples and, and thing, you know, things you mentioned, like hands, hand hygiene and rounding, um, I'm curious to talk a little bit more about some of the, the challenges or problems that, that hospitals face that, that TWI helps address, whether it was back in the 1940s or here we are 70 years later. Um, what, what are some of the, the problem statements or, or challenges that would lead someone to want to use TWI as a way of addressing that? Right. Well, I think it's, and you can chime in here. You probably know this is better than me. You know, I think they're basically the same issues that we have, uh, you know, um, in manufacturing, which is, um, um, you know, are we adhering to standard work? Because standard work, you know, really creates that foundation, that fundamental foundation for how we do work. Um, and, and then how we go on to um, continuous improvement. And I think, of course, that becomes then the biggest challenge, uh, especially in hospitals, because, you know, that's where you get a lot of pushback. You know, when you talk with doctors and nurses, of course, they're dealing with human beings and, and health and so on. You know, they really challenge this notion that, you know, we can have uh, standard work. And I think it's just a, a matter of perception about what standard work is. But, you know, the, the typical, um, you know, feedback you get in healthcare is, you know, people are not cars. You know, one is individual. And how can you standardize the process? And yet, as we go through this work, especially the TWI work, you really find that, you know, that indeed that is where the um, problems lie. And, 
I, I can give you a couple of examples of what we're doing with that. Yeah, and let, let's get into those examples. But yeah, I would agree. There's, there's, I think, uh, misperceptions about what standard work means, and, and people are afraid standard means rigid and flexible, you know, inappropriately so. That standard somehow means check your brain at the door, and of course, that's not what TWI is about in any setting, not, let alone um, just the opposite. In healthcare, it's just the opposite, and and just I think. Yeah, the other thing that comes up a lot is that, well, yeah, you know, patients are, uh, you know, this is far more important than putting together cars to which you could say, well, that means it's all the more important <laughs> to have effective training and confirmation of that training and, and, and to, to help ensure that things are being done properly because it is uh, people and, and, and exactly. oftentimes their lives at stake. But exactly. um, I think we're often following up on you know, the decades of um, kind of, you know, past initiatives where doctors did feel like their practice was being dictated to them or that standard meant, you know, quote unquote, cookbook medicine. And a lot of times I think what people are reacting to is not lean or TWI, but they're reacting to things that happened uh, to them in the past, which I guess is understandable. Exactly. And so there's almost like that, you know, what we used to call in manufacturing that craftsmanship mentality you know, where, you know, every piece that we made was handcrafted, you know, and yet um, when you look at, you know, what the work that we do in healthcare, you know, there are some really fundamental basic standards that, you know, just make a whole lot of sense. And when, when those standards, you know, are, are not followed, you know, that's when problems happen. Yeah. And so let's talk about some of the examples of, um, improvements that have been driven through the TWI process. If, if you can talk about kind of a favorite case study or example of, uh, of how that process works and what the benefits are. Well, of course, one of the, the basic ones, and you can read about this or your listeners can read about this in the books or the literature, you know, the hand hygiene example, of course, is a big one. Um, you know, how to properly wash your hands. And we know how stakes are so high when it comes to washing your hands. And just to make a long story short, you know, TWI worked really well with that. And um, turns out that, you know, when you learn the proper way of uh, doing hand hygiene, you know, then we do it every time because the proper instruction, you know, following the TWI methodology teaches you not only the technique, but also the reasons why we do it in a certain way. And so that creates, you know, really deep understanding in the practitioners and, um, you know, they just do it the correct way each and every time they're supposed to be washing their hands. Um, so you can read more about that. It's a great uh, case study uh, in our book, Getting to Standard Work in Healthcare. But let me talk about something else that went on last week. Uh, it's really on the top of my mind and it's really exciting work. Um, when we were in um, Memphis at one of the hospitals there, uh, we were doing our TWI introduction and some of the nurses or actually one of the doctors there um, said, boy, this would really uh, be something that we could use, uh, you know, in, um, you know, central line infections uh, and also catheter infections. Um, you know, and that's, of course, as you all know, in healthcare, that's a big um, issue when it comes to, um, you know, blood uh, born blood infections coming in through the, you know, through the central line and or, you know, other infections coming in through the catheters. Um, and uh, and what they and what they were doing before we went in is they were, you know, grappling with this problem 
they did and they did all the great work you know they made fishbone diagrams trying to find the root causes of where these infections were coming in and you know, of course they prefaced all this by saying this is what they like to call a never event it should never happen we should never have an infection and yet it's a huge huge problem you know in hospitals all, all across the country all around the world and what they found and they also did uh, gamble walks where they did interviews you know with nurses uh, all over and of course what they found was a lot of variation you know in the processes um, but they really couldn't put their finger on, you know, because everyone's just talking and, you know, we got this, we got that. And it's hard to really kind of figure that out. Um, but what they decided was it really wasn't so much, you know, the insertions of the lines of the catheters, but the maintenance. And so they said, let's take a look at some of the jobs we do in maintenance. And we'll use the um, the TWI method of breaking down the jobs uh, and seeing if we can teach and then create some standards around that. And we just found, boy, it was just so exciting because we had a group of about 20 people. We were breaking down these jobs together, uh, mostly nurses, a lot of teaching nurses, a few doctors. Um, and boy, as we were going through this and especially identifying the procedures, but more important, the key points. You know, there were just some big aha moments where, you know, the room just got quiet and uh, people were saying, oh, OMG, that's where things are going wrong. Because as, you know, as we went through the JI methodology, you know, the breakdown, you know, as we discussed, you know, how we're, the job was going to be done, um, you know, it started pinpointing things, you know, gaps, you know, where um, things were missing and we, uh, we were allowing then, you know, infections to um, get into um, the human bodies. For example, one example, there's a lot, we had several big examples, but one I'd like to point out, um, you know, as we were teaching, as we were breaking down the job of uh, changing the dressing, there was this big um, ish uh, discussion or almost an argument, I should say, you know, whether we had to clean uh, you know, with alcohol and then disinfect. And so with the, anyway, we went through, we had some people there from the infection control and we decided that the important steps would be, you know, important step number three would be clean the site with alcohol. And then important step number four was disinfect with CHG, a chloro, chlorohexidine. It's one of those things where you disinfect, right? Because there was a lot of uh, nurses who said, well, I don't, we don't really need to clean with alcohol necessarily since we're going to disinfect it anyway. And they said, no, that's the procedure. And so we locked that in, you know, with the, with the, uh, with the breakdown. But then as we were going to another part of the, of the work was removing this, um, we, were, we were thinking, why is, you know, why is there so much, um, you know, variation out there? And uh, we found a big aha moment. You know, there's another part of that dressing, which is they call the stat lock. It's a, it's like a piece of plastic, like a plastic clip, you know, that you literally glue down to your arm or chest and it, it holds the line as it comes through out of your body, you know, so it doesn't move. And that thing's glued on. So you got to change that. And the way to change that is to soak it with alcohol so that it loosens the glue and then it peels off. Well, what we found out just in these discussions was that people, uh, nurses were using you know, the alcohol swabs that came with the dressing kit to remove the stat lock. And then they didn't have alcohol to clean the site. And so, boy, you know, then it was, then it was like, well, we just need to get that into our tools and materials. We've got to get alcohol pads in there. And then on another, on another um, note, you know, one of the nurses was in a, uh, a staff discussion literally that morning talking about the breakdown we were making. And some of the young nurses said, well, you know, our preceptor, you know, who taught us this job, told us, uh, said something like, you know, well, you know, the alcohol is really good at getting, you know, the goop off, you know, when it's really nasty. And so, and so they took that as meaning, oh, you only use alcohol when, you know, the site is really goopy. 
And so you see the misunderstanding that happened there. And so, you know, we were just finding all these, and that's the traditional method of learning. So we were finding these kind of gaps, you know, where important parts of the procedure, you know, were being left behind or misunderstood or not going. So by locking it in, you know, with the important steps and then the key points, and of course, explaining the reasons why, you know, we had to do that. And so we found just, and that's just one example, but we found several you know, gaps uh, in the, uh, you know, in the way that yeah. uh, this work was being done. Well, and, and that's, I mean, there, there's a number of really powerful points you make there. One is, like you said, the, the importance of explaining why mm. and making sure that that's I, being done consistently. I found, you know, you know, there's a lot of variation preceptor to preceptor. Yep. Um, I think that's one of the big benefits of TWI is trying to have a, you know, um, best way that's documented and taught in a certain way. Um I think one of the other questions you know, that comes to mind hearing about these stories is, you know, if there's variation in the work and, and some people are saying, well, use chlorhexidine and some people are saying, well, that's not how I was taught to do it. Um, have you been able to, um, you know, use data or, you know, how do you resolve some of those conflicts that they may start off as, as opinions about which practice is best? That's one thing that seems kind of sticky sometimes in healthcare. Well, I think it's important to have those subject matter experts in the room. And so that's where we had the big success last week, because, you know, we had a lot of nurses and teaching nurses were saying, well, this way or that way. But then we had um, one of the um, uh, doctors in there who was in charge of infection control. We also had two of the nurses who that was their specialty. That's what they did. And then we got out, you know, we we dug out the procedures. We dug out the um, manufacturers suggested, you know, um, instructions you know on how to use the, the 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 materials we put that all together and you know and then we had then we could come to a consensus of no this is you know the way that it needs to be done and clear out those miscommunications so um, really just i think getting your subject matter experts together um, we didn't necessarily have data when we were doing this particular one but you can certainly do that as well you know taking data on which procedures are you know uh, working or running trials you know that's what uh, martha did a lot at virginia Mason, they said, okay, well, we'll come up with a breakdown. We'll run a 60 day trial on it and see if it's working. You know, if not, you know, then we can go back to the old way. But, you know, most of the time, what happened after 60 days, they were just used to the new procedure and, you know, and uh, were already ingrained in how that new procedure worked and the old procedure, you know, went away. So there were lots of good uh, examples of that. Now, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, the, the role of, of job instruction methods and um, you know, kind of doing job breakdowns, figuring out um, what we want to teach. And, and uh, how, how much have you worked with people in kind of training how to train? Because I, I think that's yeah. something that often gets overlooked in healthcare. Someone is a preceptor because they're really experienced or because they, they like teaching, but that doesn't necessarily mean they know how to teach effectively. Um, have, have you worked on that? Oh, yeah. Well, no, actually, that goes right to the heart of the TWI methodology. So that's what I was alluding to at the beginning of our talk here. You know, what's baked into the TWI programs, what makes the TWI program so strong is not just the, you know, the methods, which are fabulous, but also how we train to do the TWI methods. So part of the TWI programs is, you know, what we call train the trainer, you know, the the the, the TWI classes, you know, are, are um 
are consolidated in these training manuals. And that's what I do a lot. I train trainers on how to teach the, the methods and, and we're doing that in healthcare. And that's really critical. So in other words, you know, when you bring your preceptors in and, you know, train them on how to train, for example, using the TWI-JI method, you know, then we avoid those kinds of miscommunications like we saw where someone kind of just very nonchalantly said, oh, alcohol is great for getting rid of the goop. And then see how that misunderstanding, that was not, that wasn't a clear instruction. And so, you know, that's what, what they learn in the TWI method is you make it really clear that no, every time, you know, we clean with alcohol. And one other thing I'd like to ask about, I mean, there, there's also um, the JR or job relations aspect of, of TWI. Is that something that you've been able to work with, um, with supervisors and managers on in, uh, in healthcare settings? Yeah, not not in every not in every um, delivery. You know, a lot of this stage we're kind of in the early stages in healthcare, so you know everyone's really focused on um, job instruction. It's only later that they realize, oh, we're missing this really important piece, job relations, because we have to build you know cooperation and support. But I have done job relations several times in a healthcare setting, and you know, um, as you can imagine, it's no you know people are people, and you know some of the people issues that they have you know, are just like anywhere else uh, in the world. So building that, you know, human relations, that strong um, relationship, you know, between supervisors and uh, and nurses and, you know, PCETs and so on, um, you know, is, is, is really critical. In fact, maybe even more so because, you know, in a, what I found uh, when doing job relations in a healthcare setting is that, you know, it's a different kind of environment uh, um, uh, from a manufacturing setting. And so you have different dynamics, you know, almost to the point where, you know, people are, are too, um, what's the word, uh, too forgiving. You know, they things, you know, people problems that, you know, uh, that should be addressed are allowed to continue and on and on, sometimes for years and years. Um, you know, where someone is not, you know, following a correct procedure or not, you know, doing the pulling their weight and they kind of allow that to go on. And so um, there it's a different kind of dynamic, but uh, definitely something, you know, that uh, that really needs to be addressed, uh, you know, in the healthcare setting. Yeah. And it, it's there's often, I think, really interesting unspoken assumptions. Sometimes they become spoken in surprising ways. I think the assumption often is. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do standard work. We're gonna do TWI. We're gonna do lean. The problem is the uh, the workers, and we're gonna fix those workers. And we're gonna fix the right. way they do their work, and then the deeper people get into it. We've seen this at Theta Care and in other settings. The realization grows that uh, what's the old Pogo line? We have met the enemy, and the enemy is us. That you know that a lot of this really traces back to to the role of leaders and in what they're doing, and the problem is not. It's not as simple or it's not accurate to say, well, we're just going to fix the way, the way, the way workers do things. It, it goes a lot broader than that. And I think that's the real message of job relations is that, you know, stop blaming the workers. You know, it's it's us. You know, like you said, the enemy is us. It's how we lead people that creates that dynamic of how they do the work, how they, for example, become motivated to follow standard work. You know, if there isn't that relationship of strong relationship of trust, then why would I follow, you know, those instructions at all? Everyone, especially in healthcare, where people are dealing with lives and doing really important work each and every day, you know, they feel that, you know, they are in a position of responsibility. And if I don't trust my leader, you know, I'm going to think, you know, no, my way is the best way because I'm responsible, you know, for this patient, for taking care of this patient. But, you know, they, they don't see the bigger picture of how 
you know, things need to uh, change and develop. Yeah. Well, there, you know, there's so much opportunity in uh, in, in healthcare. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you and others uh, from the TWI Institute and other places are, are doing this work. Um, before we wrap up, I want to let you talk uh, a little bit about uh, the book, um, Getting the Standard Work in Healthcare, uh, where people can find that and talk, uh, if you would, also about the TWI Institute a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, you can find the book on Amazon or the publisher is CRC Press is a, um, in cooperation with Productivity Press. And uh, getting to standard work actually, you know, outlines the, the job instruction methodology, you know, step by step, line by line uh, in a healthcare context. So you can really walk through the, the TWI methodology and also talks a lot about how you use the TWI tools like the, the training timetables and breakdown sheets gives lots of instructions on on how to make uh, good breakdowns. Um, and then along with the case studies that I alluded to earlier, like the hand uh, hygiene and um, uh, nurse rounding, so you can see how it was implemented and uh, spread throughout the organization. Um, and the TWI Institute, you know, we've been around for about seven, eight, nine years now. Um, you know, it's a nonprofit and um, you know, basically, uh, uh, what we're our mission is to promote TWI in its original form. You know, to to really be uh, loyal and truthful. You know, to the original um, uh, concepts of TWI because that's what works. And really maintaining that, uh, you know, the original foundation of TWI, I think, is um, what can allows it to continue being a great success. And, you know, we've been, um, it just keeps growing and growing as more companies become familiar um, with standard work and with TWI as they, as they pursue, you know, their lean objectives. But, you know, we're working with some of the greatest companies just all over the world uh, in every continent. Uh, and we have trainers, you know, throughout the world who are just excited about this work. So it's a very fulfilling and, uh, you know, wonderful program. Yeah, so the website is uh, twi-institute.com. Um, .org, twi-institute.org. Oh, okay. Well, I just pulled it up here. The .com works, but people should okay. really go to .org. I think so. Let me... Actually, no, the, the .org forwards to .com, so it looks like either would work, twi-institute.com. Okay, great. And uh, I'll provide links uh, there and to the book and, and other places uh, on the show notes uh, for this episode. Um, but Patrick, thank you, you know, so much. I feel like we, we just scratched the surface of what TWI is about. Like you were saying, this is a pretty, pretty well-proven methodology. We don't have to, uh, to reinvent the wheel. And um, there's so much great work. I would encourage other, others in healthcare or even in other industries to, um, to look into this. So um, do you have a, a, final, a final thought maybe to, to wrap things up for the audience, Patrick? Well, um, you know, what, what we're finding is uh, that, um, you know, as you mentioned, TWI is such a foundational program that it can really be applied in, in any setting, in any industry, in any culture. You know, we're, we're finding it so foundational that it really applies in uh, just about every context, and especially in healthcare. You know, more than ever, um, you know, we need uh, really good programs like this because the stakes are high and, and people are depending on this. So uh, I really uh, wish you all the best of luck. Okay, well, thanks, and uh, th thanks to you as well. So uh, thank you uh, for joining us here today to talk about, uh, about TWI. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.